Welcome, everybody, to Why God Why. So great to have you with us. This is a space uh, where you can ask the questions you don't feel comfortable asking in church. And so I hope that today will be a real blessing for you. I know it's going to be a blessing for me because uh, I get to sit next to uh, a friend of mine who I've known for several years now. Um, and it's just a blessing to have you here, Mercy. Mercy is Ben. Uh, I've known you since you were in college, I think. Actually, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Sounds about right. So that was how many years ago now, that Mercy? Was quite a few years ago. <laughs> well, I'll just say that. <laughs> Mercy Benjo. Mercy yes. Benjo is uh, a friend, not only a friend, we used to work together for, mm -hmm. for many years in campus ministry. Mm -hmm. And so she's still doing that. She is now in the role that I used to be in back yeah. in the day, yeah. overseeing campuses here in Rochester with the campus ministry that yep. we're, we were uh, a part of. And um, she's doing such a great job. Thank I just <laughs> love watching you take things, seeing you take things and run with it. It's beautiful. So, Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So Mercy, mm -hmm. let's start off with just a little bit of, of your background for sure. people. Because yeah. we're in the middle of this series here. Um, it's called Why Do I Still Follow Jesus? That's what we're we're talking about with mm -hmm. with our guests and so I'm, we'll dive into a little bit of your story but just let people know a little bit about where you're from kind of your passions in life that kind of thing so just yeah. a little bit of background of, of you as a person yeah, yeah absolutely um so the where you're from question is very mm. interesting i don't really like asking that because mm. i'm from so many different places so yeah, i was I originally born in nigeria mm -hmm. and then we moved to new york city when I was about five years old. And mm -hmm. then we moved to Minnesota, lived there for seven years. And then we moved to Nevada. And then I made my way back up to upstate New York for college and stuff. So yeah. been around, um, been around the block a few times, if mm. you will. Mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, I mean, so a lot of moving, not military though. So a lot mm. of people ask, gotcha. it's just family decided to do that. Got you, <laughs> yeah. got you. Yeah. So there's a lot of story just in that itself. Before we get on to anything else, there seems like there's a lot there. Oh, yeah. The moving. Moving, yeah. So what age did you move from Nigeria to the U.S.? Five. Five. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember? Not too much. Not too much? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. So what was that period like for your family as you're moving? Um, I'll be honest. I don't like the earlier ones. I don't remember. Gotcha. So from obviously from Nigeria to the right. States, don't remember that. Yeah. Even from <clears throat> um, New York City to Minnesota, don't remember that too much. I think the the more significant move for me was definitely from Minnesota to Nevada. I was in like oh. middle school. Oh, that's so, a big time. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Very angsty and was not very happy about that. Mm. <laughs> So. so how did you respond to that? Like, how how did that go for you? Like, Minnesota and Nevada is quite yeah. a difference in a lot of things. In a lot of things, yeah. yeah. I think for me, um, I mean, I didn't really feel like I had much space to respond any differently than to just accept it. Mm. Um, and so, so I did. Um, I think there was <laughs> there was a point. So I, I grew up in a Christian home. My family, we went to church um, a lot and I had somewhat of a relationship with God before this, but really when the move happened, I didn't want to. And I was like, well, in my you know middle school mind, 
I figured, well, I can't change my dad's mind, but that, but God probably could. Mm. So that's when I really started to like pray, <laughs> and I was like writing and it was hilarious. He didn't change my dad's mind. Um, we stayed in Nevada, mm. but then I you know grew closer to God in the process. But yeah, yeah. that's interesting <laughs> though. That's really interesting that you would have that response and be like, well, God could change my dad's mind. Mm-hmm. So in your, in putting yourself back there in those shoes, like how did that form your faith during that time? Because you could have said like, well, he he could change my dad's mind, but he didn't. So that could make you on one hand feel like kind of bitter about that. But did you feel bitter about that? Like, how did you feel? Eventually I was, you know, accepted it. It was like, okay, yeah, no, actually I think this was, this is a good place for me to be and other things you know in life mm. happen and so the the move became less and less of <clears throat> like the main thing gotcha. on my mind um yeah. and i was also of like i don't know how long it would take god to change my dad's mind so mm. we're just gonna see <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then you go from nevada to cornell mm-hmm. which you know is so another different, different. Yes. yeah so you're you're having to probably i don't want to speak for you in here but i would imagine if i was a kid in my all my growing up years those are such different environments that you're moving mm-hmm. to that that i would feel the pressure to kind of morph every move hmm. i don't know if you, how would that work for you i think for from minnesota to nevada i was more in that mindset Mm. like oh i'm gonna be a whole different person Mm -hmm. um that didn't quite work out but (laughs) (laughs) i think uh i i don't remember like a significant like making significant effort when i moved from nevada to um ithaca to be some you know to to reinvent myself Mm. in any sort of way yeah um yeah. Well, yeah. But so then you're in mm-hmm. Cornell. I'm there. The the pressures of everything that's there. Mm-hmm. The the craziness of that place which mm-hmm. is a great institution. Wonderful. Uh also yeah. carries with it a lot of weight because mm-hmm. you're going there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um it's funny. I didn't know Cornell existed before. <laughs> Like, you know, the whole Ivy League yeah. stuff. I was like, oh, what's this? And then my guidance counselor in high school was like, oh, Cornell. So I was an athlete. Mm. Still am. But um, so I got like a recruitment letter for my sport yeah. from Cornell. Which was? Track. Track, Track yes. and field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a run runner. Mm-hmm. Sprinter, let me be specific. Because yeah. I don't run. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> but you do run, just, you know. If necessary. For shorter periods Very of time. much shorter periods of yeah. time, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were recruited by Cornell mm-hmm. out of nowhere? To me, it seemed like out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Just out of nowhere? Yeah. Just recruited? Just... Were you recruited by other places Eventually, as well? yeah. Okay. But I didn't get too many other letters, honestly. I think... Uh, um, UNR, like the the university in my state, it's yeah. kind of like expected. You know, there's a lot of things there, so I was like, oh, yeah. maybe. But Cornell got me first, so okay. I was like, there All you right, go. we'll do that. There you go. So, what was your your spiritual life like in college? Like, how did that how mm-hmm. did that morph for you? Yeah, I think um, so. Coming from a faith background, um, 
you know, youth pastor encouraged. He's like, oh, you know, make sure you get connected to community. Make sure, you know, you find people. And I'm like, okay, sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I've got track practice and stuff, which I was way more like focused on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, there were... So the the um the different Christian fellowships and groups at Cornell would do just like different events mm-hmm. during like orientation week and stuff, yeah. most of which involved food. And <laughs> as a college student, as a college athlete, food is like if you want me to come to anything or do anything, yeah. just have free food. Right. So I was there. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Like I'll. Put my number down, sign my life away for a burger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got connected to one of the groups there, yeah. um, crew. Um, yeah. And, yeah, just kind of kept kept going with it. Yeah. Mostly, I'm also a musician, um, mm-hmm. so play instruments. And so got involved in, like, their worship team and stuff. And that's probably really what solidified my like put my roots down there yeah mm-hmm. yeah i know you're a great drummer what else what else do you play i i can play the guitar oh um and like a little bit of the bass oh. but mostly at this point guitar and drums okay well yeah. look at you see that's something i didn't know about you <laughs> i didn't know about the guitar part yeah. i just have seen you jamming on the drums so mm-hmm. much that i'm like oh mercy's amazing if you ever get a chance to watch mercy on the drums you should do it so <laughs> um so yeah, so as in the middle of college, like you met people involved with crew. J Dubs, one of my one of my guys, you know. So we love that dude. Mm-hmm. So you got a chance to hang out with him mm-hmm. and the fam for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. But um, what are you going through? You know, you're an athlete. What else are you going through during that season of your life? Like that's pretty significant for you. Um, yeah, definitely. Even just like figuring out what. I want to do and who mm. I want to be. I changed my major like three times. Mm. Um, just we kind of talked about like, okay, college, there's a lot of, or Cornell, but college in general, a lot of pressure mm. um, for me from my f- parents specifically. Mm. Um, so I mentioned I was born in Nigeria, so ethnically mm. Nigerian. And um, one of the, um, <clears throat> what's it called? Just like expectations. Mm. Um, you're either you're either a doctor, a lawyer, or an or an engineer. Those mm. were the only three acceptable mm. <laughs> acceptable <laughs> occupations for okay. me. So I was like, oh, okay, shoot. I don't really want to be any of those. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so started off like, okay, maybe I'll try the medical, uh, you know, route. My parents were both like nurses, and so and my sister uh-huh. was, my older sister was, you know, going to school for. She was doing like bio and stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I'll try it. Yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> Even in high school, I knew biology was like my worst subject. Yeah. And so, but like engineering and stuff. I was good with math until they started adding letters. Yeah. And um, then I wasn't. Mm. Or like irrational, like calculus. I can't. Yeah. Nope. So I was like, engineering is definitely out. Yeah. And then lawyer, I'm not really I'm like, are you, you know, it just. None of those three really sat with me. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> figuring out what I wanted to do mm. um, and even like um, with track too, it's like 
I want, obviously, I want to be the best. I want to mm. be the fastest. What do I got to do to do that? Mm. Um, but also, I don't want to work too, too hard because that's a lot of work. <laughs> I like to sleep. I really like sleeping. <laughs> Napping is like my favorite pastime. <laughs> so there's just, there's just a lot of like, okay, how do I find my way, mm. you know? Yeah. In and through all this. Right, right. And you ended up majoring in what? Communications. Yeah. Right here. here. As one of my professors told me, my my advisor said to me, um, if the good Lord would have wanted X's and Y's to be numbers, he'd have made them that way. (laughs) So that's why, you know, I I, I resonated with that statement. Yeah. 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 So anyway, (laughs) when you were talking about once the letters started getting in there, not so much. Not so much. Yeah, not so much either. Yeah. So what would you name your biggest struggle during that period of your life? During that time, like what would you say was the when you think back on it was the was the biggest struggle that you had um i think it definitely related to um just i want to say like making a name for myself in a sense Mm. so like with track Mm -hmm. right um i want to be the best Mm -hmm. i wanted to be the fastest i wanted to on the coaches to always, you know, take me on the um, away trips because you you weren't guaranteed a spot. There's so many people on the team, mm. um, and you know, you yeah, there was just this sense of like accomplishment with you know getting like a certain certain status. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other t- you all the teammates, you know, would look up to you and they actually listen to you. The coaches actually. Um, it's like you mattered, mm. right? If you were good, mm-hmm. but only if you were good. Yeah. Um, and so that was like a struggle for me because, mm. you know, you come from high school where I was the best mm-hmm. in, a, in, in, in a sense. And then, you know, come to a school where everybody's the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's just like a, whoo, okay, this is, this is hard. <laughs> it's right. very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And how long did it take you to adjust to that? I don't think I ever really did. Well, maybe okay. even going to yeah. senior year, honestly. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Like I get that. All those years. And it, it did get to a point where I was like talking, I had a conversation with um, one of my coaches because, you know, I was like, what, what do I need to do? You know, like I want to. Part of me too, even like as I look back and I'm like, even if you had told me something else, I probably would have had a hard time doing it. Like now looking back, I was like, oh, if I knew what I knew now, you know, yeah. all this other stuff. Anyway, but he he said something that really like stuck out to me. And he was mm-hmm. like, well, you just got to be extremely selfish with your time and you have to, mm-hmm. um, you know, put all like, you know, well, what I heard from it anyway, yeah. I don't know exactly what words he says was like, you have to be selfish and you can't care about any one else or anything else but like getting your goal and getting it Mm. and you know that's gonna look like spending you know hours in the gym you know lifting Mm. more or um working through because i had a lot of like just physical issues Mm -hmm. um pain and stuff um and that just didn't sit right with me Mm. i was like i don't really want to do that Mm. you know i care about other people and um apart from that what really um i think hit me with that was that it would mean 
or it was kind of like he was asking me to like take a step back from my faith in a sense. Mm. He didn't say this, of course, right. um, but I was involved with crew, you know, yeah. I was leading like a Bible study and like um, pursuing God and what I, what he was basically saying is track has to become not my God, but like above like my number one priority mm-hmm. above anything else. If I want to, you know, do what I wanted to do. And I was kind of like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this was like, was that beginning of senior year or something along those lines? Yeah. And I was just kind of like, no, well, that's a hard one to let go. Cause mm-hmm. you know, as an athlete, like so much of your, it's a, like it's kind of like an identity thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, like 100%. an identity pr- crisis when it's like I I I don't want to let this go. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I I was an athlete too. I I played baseball in college, and it's like there's a lot of your at least for me. Like I, I gained a lot of like my worth from that. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. being on the team itself yeah. gave, gave me worth. Exactly. You know. Um. So. Not all of that's bad. There's a great camaraderie to it that's awesome. Yeah. But um, when it becomes the number one priority, that's when it can get, you know, yeah, kind of messed. Yeah, absolutely. And and for sure, my identity was like partially wrapped up in that and like my mm-hmm. um, success as an athlete, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oddly enough, when I decided to kind of let go of that i started doing much better <laughs> really yep yep interesting to a point and then i got severely injured and then just tanked oh and i was so mad <laughs> oh, man. i was so bad like the last semester of my senior year i was like ow i couldn't oh. i could hardly run oh. yeah it was kind of funny oh um, but but what the moment at which you let go you actually experienced yeah it was like freedom i yeah, mean freedom. it yeah. could also be attributed we got like new coaches like different gotcha. things happen too but sure um i i do feel like part of it was just me not like tensing up and striving so hard it was just kind of like okay and mm. now we're just gonna do what i can and do this and then mm-hmm. ended up working pretty well yeah until i got hurt but yeah you know darn injury yeah <laughs> So, so you know, you move on from college and and you join crew at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, life was perfect from then on, and you didn't have any <laughs> other problems. So Never. that's good. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Congratulations. <laughs> um, what would you say subsequently have been some of those moments in your life where you go like, man, I, I don't know. I had a tough one given this either given this one up like identity thing, you know, like like became that track thing or just a situ- situations that you've walked through that you're like I don't want to have to relive that one over again. Mm-hmm. Um what what are some of the things that pop pop into your mind when you think about that? Yeah. I think well the one um specifically that was probably one of the hardest times in my life was when my mom passed away. Mm. That was back in 2017. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so it was like a, there was a lot of transitioning happening mm. in my life at that time too. Um, and even just like seeing myself, even like before 
before it happened, right? Like mm. she'd been sick, um, and how I responded to that, I think, um, was kind of like a. And sometimes I mean, sometimes I feel like we don't really recognize, but we we take our parents for granted sometimes, yeah. you know, like oh no, like they're always gonna be there, so mm. like. Let me do what I want. Well, this was my mindset. Let me do what I want now, mm-hmm. and then mom will always be there. Mm-hmm. So I'll 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 go check on her later. Mm-hmm. Um, and later never came for mm-hmm. me anyway. And mm-hmm. so, um, and at that point too, I like interned with crew. I was part time staff with crew, but was kind of transitioning out of that mm-hmm. and looking for a new job. Hadn't gotten one, so I wasn't working at all. And then my lease was up. And they were like, it was getting way too expensive for me because I'm like, I don't have a job. I won't really have anything. And so I was also looking for a place to stay, mm. looking for a new job. And then my mom passed away. And oh, I was sheesh. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I like, I think I was sleeping on multiple friends' couches for like a month or so, wow. um, just kind of bouncing around. Um, so that was, yeah, that was probably one of the, after college, right? Wow. A more difficult. Well, that, that is a significant thing. I mean, yeah. I've walked through that as well, like losing a mom, and um, that's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a picture of your mom. Like, what's your favorite favorite memory? Mm-hmm. If you look back and you think of like a a happy time, mm-hmm. what 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 do you, what comes to your mind when you think about that? story or whatever she was always singing (laughs) yeah and she'd like make up songs (laughs) (laughs) you know um but she she really made it a point she tried to be always like like happy and cheerful as much as she could Hmm. right um and so that was one thing another thing just like earlier on like childhood type um always going to sleep with the sound of her cooking or something doing something in the kitchen really like i'm talking i mean and i didn't go to bed like at eight we went to bed at like 10 and she was in the kitchen you know and so it's like yeah going to sleep with like pots and pans Mm. and then like water running and stuff like that um so Mm. she's very a hospitable woman she always took care of everyone before herself sometimes i was like mom you gotta you gotta take care of yourself Mm. like but like Again, to to a point that sometimes it was kind of like uh, not good for her, like health wise. But she didn't really care. She would mm-hmm. like literally take the shirt off her back, or mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you're hungry, take me." The-. Even if it's her only food for the day, she will wow. give you her food. So, yeah. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! What an inspiration, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow! I could see how some of that has passed on to you <laughs> in your life. Yeah, that's it's a beautiful thing. Nice. So losing somebody like that is, it doesn't just automatically, it doesn't, it's not a quick thing. Right. Like that, that's a pain that lingers and still can linger. Like how, how did you navigate it at the time? Like of, of feeling the pain of it mm-hmm. and like, oh man, I thought my mom was going to be around forever. Now she's not. Mm-hmm. Like how did you navigate it? Um... Yeah, I think just like spending time in prayer. Um, yep. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, friends were like people were supportive, um, but 
um, it's also hard for me to like really like open up and reach out to other people with that. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah. So just that. And now I think also as a result, like me and my siblings are a lot closer mm -hmm. with each other. Um, and so we just like make it, make a, made more of an uh, effort to like, okay, let's actually like stay in contact and like communicate and like check in on each other and like be there for each other kind of deal. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 That is a natural part of it. That's, it's a blessing, but you don't want that, that to be the reason for it. Right. But yeah. I don't know if you experienced this for me, everybody's journey through grief is different. So I lost both my parents, but, but I think specifically with my mom, it was, um, the, I couldn't, I, I didn't know how I would respond, but I couldn't like open up my Bible for like three months. Hmm. It wasn't necessarily that I was mad at God. I just couldn't go. I, it was like, I just, I can't go there right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And I felt in some ways, I think I felt guilty about it or something, but I mm -hmm. also, it was just like, I couldn't, couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Did you have any responses like in grief to like feeling like, man, my relationship with God is like different now mm -hmm. than it was? Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely took a a dip of just like, again, I w wasn't necessarily mad at God. Mm -hmm. You know, I was more mad at myself, honestly, because mm. um, I felt not 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 because I felt like I could do something about her passing, but because mm. I I didn't I felt like I didn't do enough before, mm. um, like spend enough time with her mm. actually like care for her or whatever um, mm. like I should have um so it was a lot of like me feeling like I failed mm. um and so um yeah I don't recall like specifically like not like oh I'm not reading my bible um I definitely took like a break from like leading worship you know mm -hmm. playing drums and stuff like that for for a hot second and um even just like, you know, there's certain songs or like worship songs that you're just like, nah, I can't listen to that right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah. 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 And what did your mother pass away of? Um, endometrial cancer. Wow. Mm -hmm. Got you. So it was a long journey. It was. Cause so she, I remember the first time she was diagnosed and then we went to visit, um, and then she got surgery, mm. um, and then did some chemo and then she relapsed, came back. Mm. Um, and then <clears throat> they did chemo again, but and she just was not, she did not like the chemo. Mm. Mm -hmm. She was not happy about it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, it was a number of years, mm. three, yeah, four years maybe. Yeah, that's a battle. Yeah. That's a long battle. Mm-hmm. And, and how did you navigate the process of, kind of like you said, forgiving yourself, mm -hmm. you know, in the midst of it? I know there's a lot of people that are that, that struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Like, we all have regrets, right? Mm -hmm. All of us got stuff we go, I wish I had a do-over on that one. Mm -hmm. But how did you navigate that process of learning to, yeah, like, release yourself a little bit from it? Um, I think... 
it was so eventually I, I found a job which was nice um and it was you know a few months after after she passed and I was the night before had just been struggling I was still like volunteering with crew and so um just there's various things that like reminded me of her and um was up like crying or whatever and driving the next morning woke up to go to work yeah. was driving to work and was just thinking about it um and and more or less god just reminded me of jesus <laughs> mm. and so it was kind of like this i think i was driving um and thinking about like i deserve way harsher punishment than what i'm like why am I alive and she isn't, mm. you know? Like, mm -hmm. I'm the one that was, like, not a good daughter. I'm the one that, like, didn't call her, you know, whatever, mm. whatever. Um, and I'm trying to beat myself up, like, mentally mm. um, and being like, I, I deserve a lot more than what I'm getting. Like, this does not seem fair at all. Mm. Um, and it was just kind of like, I don't know how to, like, fully explain it, but just... God, I feel, felt like God brought in like just the story of Christ to my mind. Yeah. Like, um, like you don't need to take that punishment because Jesus already did. Mm -hmm. You know, like all this stuff that you're, you know, that you did, you know, bad daughter, whatever, whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um, the the concept like the, the punishment for that christ took that on the cross mm. so you don't need to punish yourself you mm. know um if you're in like being in christ like you don't need to because he's taking care of it for you yeah you know um and i was just like oh yeah <laughs> that is the message of the gospel yeah, right <laughs> yeah so how did that hit you emotionally in that moment like what did you what were you feeling in there at that time um, it, it was like a, like a burden had been lifted yeah. for sure. Um, cause like I'm a, I'm a visual imagery type person. And so in my mind, as I'm like going through this, I'm thinking of, um, and I don't know what they're called, but like, I think they're monks that would like, oh, like whip them, yeah. you know, yeah, sure. like yeah. that's what I was like envisioning, like trying to do for mm. myself. Cause I felt like that, that is what I deserved. Yeah. Um, and and then it was like, you know, um, overlaid with like Jesus and him, mm. like getting those whips, right? Yeah. Um, and and even like God saying like, what he endured was enough for you, mm. for everyone, for this situation and for the ones that you still haven't done yet, you know? Mm. Um, so like you don't have to carry this burden. Wow. And so like like literally I was driving to work crying. By the time I got to work, I was like on cloud nine. Wow. <laughs> just like singing to myself as I was doing my work, you know. Um, just felt like, you know, like the truth of the gospel like actually like really su sunk deep that day. Wow. For me. Yeah, that's a really real poignant moment, mm -hmm. you know because it takes it from theory to like reality mm -hmm. of this isn't just like something I kind of believe, but like this is real. Mm -hmm. 
that's that's significant. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I imagine that was one of those cases where it's like, oh, okay, this is why I still follow Jesus. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> For you. It's like, oh, wow, he can actually take this. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, putting your words in your mouth on that one, but that's that's what I, I sense as you're talking is like, <laughs> it's like he's actually... He, he frees me from having to experience this all on my own. Yeah. Um, Even like with that, like he meets me wherever I am. Mm, like that's what I needed at yes. that moment. Yeah. And like it, like that timing was perfect, you know? Yeah. Um, Like could have taken, could it have happened like before, you know, so, you mm -hmm. know, like whatever, you know, but like, um, <clears throat> in that moment, he met me with what I needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so amazing. So great. Mm -hmm. Have there been other times in your life where you feel like he's met you where you needed, where you needed it? I'm mm -hmm. sure there has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that i that's the one that stands out yes. to you though yes that's the one that stands yes, yes, out yes. Oh. for sure yeah it's beautiful yeah. yeah well you know while we're on this topic while i got you here and just maybe we can muse for a couple of minutes about about like because we both have lived this life of like we're we're experiencing stuff in our own life and yet we're trying to invest in in a new generation of people who's coming up probably mm -hmm. we want this to be a space where some of those people could listen in mm -hmm. and go like i know what these people are talking to me right now mm -hmm. um in in your observation of of things right now as it stands you work a lot with college students what do you see in this next generation coming up that you see man People are really, I don't think people have an understanding right now of what's really going on underneath the surface of, mm -hmm. of students' lives right now. Mm -hmm. Do you have, do you have anything that you, you say, oh, the out, outside people don't get it. I'm, I, I get it because I'm living it day in and day <laughs> out, but I don't think people understand that this is reality right now. Do you, yeah. Is there anything, anything? Honestly, sometimes I don't know if I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with students every day, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, um, it's a whole, a whole different generation. Not super, super removed, but still. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, yeah, I see the differences, obviously, between when I was in college and then, like, with the students that I engage with um, on a daily basis here. Um, and, yeah, there's just a whole whole spectrum yeah. of people. I feel like one of the things that I've come to realize over the years, like, I don't think people necessarily understand the the severity of like anxiety that people are experiencing that's true like the level at which it is i think mm -hmm. people go oh yeah you know students probably experience anxiety that's fine or why don't they just suck it up and live with it or whatever mm -hmm. but i at least the people a lot of people that i come across like it's intense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i don't know that people have an understanding for that yeah I'll, again i'm not sure if i do yeah <laughs> 
I try. Right. Yeah, actually, fun fact, I'm speaking on anxiety tonight. Oh, are you? Um, yeah. Not like deep. The thing with, with our meetings is you can't really get super deep. You only have like mm-hmm. tw- 20 minutes, less than 20 minutes right. to like touch, barely touch on such a deep topic. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's true. You know, social anxiety, just anxiety. Yeah. yeah all those things yeah. um, is, is big. Um, yeah paralyzing to a lot of students yeah so what are you talking about about anxiety tonight what are you gonna what are you gonna share what am i sharing um i think how oftentimes our anxiety is connected to identity or security Mm. um and so it's not just like for example and this isn't like saying like this is everybody, but like, mm-hmm. um, for example, you know, stressed about a test. Well, why are you stressed? Okay, because you want to do well. Mm. Why do you want to do well? Because you know you pass and then you get a, you know good grades and then you graduate mm. so that you get a job, a good job, paying mm. job, and now you're successful. Yeah. And, and so it's like you're you're chasing this identity of this successful person who, or maybe it's more like you want people to see you as smart and good, you know, whatever it is. And so you have that. And now you're stressing about this test because that leads to that. Mm. And so um, when you put that up, it, it can lead to that. Or, for example, like social anxiety with friends. Okay, how are people going to see me? What is, you know, we want to have this like image of a certain kind of person portrayed and our actions kind of mm. lead into that. And so you get anxious and, and stressed out about every little thing because we have this, you know, identity or perceived identity that we kind of put forth or want desire to put forth that mm-hmm. um feeds into that yeah yeah and in our society we got to create our own identity you know mm-hmm. so it doesn't come from outside of you it comes you have to create it yourself so that you think that's going to be a really freeing thing but in actuality it, it's a ton of pressure it's a ton of pressure it's a ton of pressure yeah and if you're if you feel like you have to create your own identity my goodness gracious day after day no wonder you feel like mm-hmm. yeah you're right no wonder it's a big source of anxiety yeah um for sure mm-hmm. so yeah um i think that's really great i was just talking with you beforehand that i spoke with at you are where mm-hmm. you're going to speak speaking tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I just uh, spoke there last week, um, just about Psalm 139 and the concept of like being fully known by God, being fully loved by God, and God being fully present in our lives. And then, if we believe those things about God, if that's reality, then we can pray, pray the prayer at the end of Psalm 139 that's, okay, Lord, now you can test me and know my anxious thoughts, search me, discover is there anything going on inside me that isn't according to what you would want, and lead me in your way. Mm-hmm. But if you don't believe that God is good and and loves you completely, is with you at all times, and and um, that you're fully known by him, then you you can't. You can't mm-hmm. enter into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once that's rooted, then you can do it. Anyway, I'm preaching a sermon to you, and you're sitting here. You're, you're the one. Yeah, anyway. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's great, Mercy. I, I'm just so, so grateful for you. So grateful for your friendship. And yeah. um, anything else you want the people to know out there? Anybody that's struggling, what would you say to them? Like maybe as a parting word, mm. somebody who's 
like going like, I don't know if this following Jesus thing is worth it anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I've definitely asked myself that question. Mm. Um, and I think one of the things, um, just, I think, I think about, I don't remember where in the Bible, um, it says something along these lines, but like to fix our eyes on Jesus, mm-hmm. um, the mm-hmm. author and perfecter of our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and show up mm-hmm. <laughs> even when you don't feel like it, even when you're like, God, I don't want to be here. I don't want to, I don't want you, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah showing up to him or with him or whatever however you want to phrase that Mm -hmm. um and letting him take care of the rest Mm. you know like yeah yeah i think that's that's really all you can do right (laughs) because i'm like i you know is 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 apologies with it yeah Mm. yeah maybe Mm. Mm. (laughs) um but I think it's one of those things that um, is best answered with God, mm. like in his presence. And like, um, yeah, yeah, focusing on him. So it's like, don't worry about that. Like, just keep, keep, keep reading or keep, you know being faithful whatever mm-hmm. um and trust that he's gonna he's gonna do something because mm-hmm. again i can't i can't do anything about my heart mm-hmm. not really he's the one that changes hearts mm-hmm. he's the one that draws me to himself mm-hmm. so i gotta go to him mm. such wise words there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it takes the pressure off too it's like yeah. i don't i i, I can't do this on my own like God, if you really want me to be following you, you're gonna have to. <laughs> you're gonna have something. to do something, and and if he's really real, and and what what about him is true, if we re- what we read about him is true in the Bible, then then he wants to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just love that vision of God. You know that he wants to meet us where we're at, and he wants to be there in the midst of even our doubts. Yes. He wants to be there with us. Well, thanks for being here, Mercy. Of course. Appreciate talking with you as always. And uh, it's a great time. Wonderful. Yeah. And thank you all for joining us as we sat here with this conversation. And uh, looking forward to seeing you next time on Why God Why. Why God Why.